Uh, yeah, and then you've got your scroll lock, which I don't know what that what, is. Yeah, what does pause do? I've never pressed Nothing. It. Doesn't do anything. Doesn't I don't do even think at all. I wonder if it's just <laughs> like, even if you're playing music or something, it doesn't pause. It doesn't. It feels like that's what it would be for. It doesn't because there's doesn't. separate media keys yep. on keyboards. Like if the pause button worked, you wouldn't need a pause button next to the pause button. <laughs> Hey everybody, welcome to episode 422 of Coffee with Butterscotch, the game dev comedy podcast of Butterscotch Shenanigans. I'm Seth and I'm the games programmer. I'm Adam and I'm the miscellaneous programmer. I'm Sam and I'm barely alive. And this yeah. is a show where we talk about being barely alive, business, and working in the games industry. Today is June 28th, 20 Jubilee. Before we get started, we have a warning. It's going to be profanity in this show. And we'd also like to thank our supporters over at moneygrab.bscotch.net, whose recurring donations help to keep this podcast going. Uh, all right. So we got a, we got a big show today. Uh, yeah, lots of, lots of events on the docket. Mostly, Sam's got some interesting stories to tell, and then we're going to get into some questions. Yeah, before so, he gets into them, you should be placing your bets about what kinds of things Sam's stories will be, you know, because you never know. Peanut butter related. But Draw a card. You know, well, what's it going to be? Okay, well, here we go. So, <laughs> first, first off, this is sort of, um, I guess this is a flex that I need to share about my wife, got Diana. It. Okay. So mm. we set up a, I set up a plan basically for her for postpartum, which had a few of these phased things to it. So that as we moved from, you know, pregnancy to post having a baby to then kind of get back out there in a variety of ways that we had a few of these kind of little named moments, right? So like going out on, on our, on our first date together, that sort of thing, right? So as we approached the, uh, or when we, we did the going out together, looking all, Basically dressed up, looking hot, went and got brunch, right? That was one of them. So hot brunch. Was yeah, it we drunk do this. brunch or? Uh, it was not drunk brunch. Yeah, okay. still, still no booze here. But um, we get back from this. And of course, you know, Diana's right and high. And she's wearing some cowboy boots. Okay. Of course. Because why not? I mean, if you're going to look hot at brunch, cowboy That's boots, obviously. Do. So <laughs> we get back. We park the car in the garage. And we're walking back inside, and I was, uh, like, sorting some mail or something or throwing something in, in the trash cans. And right next to the trash cans is a window, okay? Windows made of glass, as you might expect, like regular fucking windows. Mm. I'm with you so far. Makes sense, yep. And there's a fly, okay? A big one. Does she kick it with the cowboy boots? This woman fucking high kicks this <laughs> fly, kills it on the window, and doesn't shatter the window. What? And all this what? happened <laughs> just sort of like... To the side, I saw it, and I was like, what the fuck? And she was like, well, I kicked the fly. And I was like, How? what? <laughs> I'm sorry. Hold on. She yeah. did do, Did she do kickboxing or something for a while? Yes, she did okay. do kickboxing. So, so she is at least trained to some extent. Yeah. Probably not so specifically she, to do so in cowboy boots. No, but the precision required. I've been thinking about this, and I still can't yeah, figure it out. I don't know how you kick it such that the fly gets crushed, right, against the window, but yeah. not— not yeah, because honestly, the, I'm not even. What's the tolerance there, right? It can't be very big. It can't it's be, gotta that be much. like eight. It's literally inch. kicked. This wasn't like a slow press. This was like a fly oh, yeah. swatter. So like, whoopish, sort of. And well, I was the like, fly is just. It's gonna leave if you go too. Like you got to do a full speed. You got to kick. kick. Now the thing, honestly, I'm I'm less impressed about the delivery. And the fact that she actually nailed it, and more about the confidence in seeing exactly. a fly on a window, <laughs> yeah. and then and then going through the checklist in your mind of like, all right, how am I going to deal with this? What are my best options? 
and the best option you land on is fucking roundhouse kick. kick. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's honestly. even on the list of options. Is, hey, yeah, how is that on your list? I think as far as uh, I told Dan, I was like, that is the cockiest fucking move I have ever ever like actually witnessed in my life of a like and i think as far as like a story that defines kind of how this woman operates it's a pretty good one she's <laughs> just like i could do that and then just i mean she does but the whole time you're just like how how did how how, how? how did you land yeah. there lord please give me one tenth of the confidence <laughs> of diana insane okay so i could do so much so now uh, second story second story Fast forward to yesterday. My baby has learned how to roll. Okay. Problem is that apparently rolling typically for babies, I don't know if you know this, only goes one way to start with. And I mean that in terms of like back to front or front to back. Right. They're not ambiturners until later yeah. in life. Yeah. yeah. Wait, so, you say, wait, hold on. You said back to front or front to back. Is she doing somersaults? No. She's or so back she's, rolls? She's, no, as it's like she's going from her back to her front. Okay. But then... You okay. cannot. Gotcha, gotcha. gotcha. I was I can't. <laughs> I just. Oh, you think she was like? You thinking about uh, doing uh, summer yeah. yeah, yeah. I was. Yeah, because I thought what you like, when she, I thought what you meant when she could only like, turn one way that she's like just like rotating to the right constantly or just to the left constantly or something. I didn't realize it was like just from dorsal to ventral or whatever. It, yes. Yeah. There. Yeah. So I yeah. totally misinterpreted that. Sorry. Belly to back. The we'll best way that. possible. Yeah. Belly. She can yeah. flip over, but she can't flip under. Yeah. Exactly. No. She could do a gainer. But she, yeah, can't. she can do, she can do it ollie, but she can't. Yeah, I was just like, you know. I know I don't know anything about babies, but this was surprising to me. Well, she's well, over here more doing surprising. fucking backwards. <laughs> What's more surprising is that yeah. apparently uh, it's very common for babies who start rolling a little early, so four months is considered a little early, to not be able to then roll back to their belly. So in other words, she can she can go from her back to her belly, get up on her arms, oh, and then she's then, stuck. Yeah, she's stuck now. Yeah. You would now, think it would be the other way around. I feel like it's harder. It is harder to go. But yeah, but when your your brain barely works still though, right? Because it's like it's making all those connections. So yeah, so like, that's yeah. true. It's just finding like whatever it can, yeah, and then just it's like okay, something. let's lock that yeah. one in, and then it forgot the other half. Yeah. So it. she so she starts rolling, and so then uh, you know yesterday I was playing with her, making her do it a couple more times before bed, just because you know gets more practice in, and this is one of those big milestones yeah. that's supposed to help. Yeah, you got to get you got to get reps doing reps. Yeah. So fast forward to 1 a.m. And this baby's actually been sleeping pretty good the last couple of weeks. So usually but she sleeps on her back, straight. presumably. She sleeps on her back, as you're supposed yeah. to, according to the guidelines. And this baby flips herself in her sleep upright onto her belly and then just starts screaming because I mean, yeah, it's not where she's stuck up there <laughs> and she can't get back down. Okay. And I mean, that's what I, like when I wake up on my belly, that's, that's, that's what I do. <laughs> yeah. Look at this. <laughs> So she's just screaming, and apparently what you have to do is just go flipping back over. So Dinah's like, okay, what the fuck? So do you use a spatula she, or just like <laughs> Yeah, you gotta no, like, you sort can, of you spray can with just, Pam, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, I mean if you're you got one of those walk cradles, right? So you can just kind of like flip yeah, sort of just do a shake. <laughs> yeah, just give a shake uh, and a flip. Uh so Dinah goes down <laughs> and flips this baby. And then immediately, and I mean immediately, like we had, she's we had been to, practicing. You had her practicing flipping onto her belly all day. Fucking, yeah, immediately fucking rolls right back onto her belly. And Diana's like, "Are you? Is this for real?" Screaming still the whole time, right? So still screaming, she's, still yeah, back. And she's, she's like, like, "Why did you do this to me?" As she does yes. it to herself. Yeah. <laughs> and then so Diana's like, "Okay, surely this can't, you know, have more once flips her back." 
Baby flips right back on her belly. She's like, oh, God. Is like this going to happen It's like continuously. that meme of the guy running a black and just shoving a stick into his own wheel. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay, we're going to spend all day training this baby to flip over. Why is she flipping over? Yep. Well, and then, so Diana basically ends up having to, basically just sleeps, or I guess rather lays there in the bed next to the baby's bed in the, like, the nursery room. Which luckily we have basically a crash cot, you know, for napping while this like bullshit happens. And mm-hmm. so just stays up flipping this pancake baby for literally like three hours. And the whole time the baby's screaming to the point where the baby's just hoarse this morning because she screamed so much. <laughs> just, again, for no reason. And Diana's theory, and I, I agree with her actually after like seeing it, because I came down to help out at like uh, 1.30 or so, is that it looks like it's basically like an involuntary maneuver. You know, like when you're, you guys yeah, know. she's like, not we, trying to do, you know, yeah, she doesn't I think she's, she's just, she's just. She's essentially just reflexively like rolling. And then, but it's, I think it's her conscious mind wants to go to bed, right? Yeah. But the yeah. rest of her brain, it's like when we're, you know, we work on something like a new skill or something like that for the day. And then you go to bed and you're sort of, your brain's still going on, right? Or your programming problems you guys have talked about a lot, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you're working on something hard, some weird debugging thing, you can't like turn off your brain, right? It's still working on it. Now imagine that you don't quite have the ability to fully disconnect your brain from your body. And instead, you wake up halfway through the night programming at your computer. And then you lay back down to go to sleep. And then you just wake up again at the fucking computer. Yeah. I mean, I'd be screaming too, you know? Yeah. If you possess- she, may, she may also have inherited, uh, you know, the like Seth traits, the, the ones that Seth got handed down to of alligator turning while sleeping. So that's that true. She might just be like part of her sleep normally is going to be to just roll, but, mm-hmm. but roll all the way, mm-hmm. you know? But because yeah. she can oh, yeah. only roll part way. Then she's stuck now. So so you could use some kind of a – because she just needs to be pinned in place is the problem, right? So like mm-hmm. the question is, is now that you guys are awake and it's the next day, mm-hmm. is how are you going to pin her in place so that – Well, so that's the problem. Apparently, you're not allowed to pin these babies in place because they're – you know, they might just give up and, I don't know, face plant and die, you know, because she's still stupid enough that she won't turn her head necessarily to the left or right. We've seen this because she'll she, – when she's working on her turning and stuff – if she gets tired, she just starts, she just face plants and then just screams into the pillow <laughs> or the mattress, right? Which is hilarious. It's like, this, whole, this is the thing. It's like, this is actually, it was so funny, but it's happening at the wrong fucking time of day to be able I mean, to yeah, enjoy yeah. how ridiculous it is. It's so. Was there, a, was there a point where you were just so exhausted or Diana was so exhausted that it, that it became hilarious again? Or did it only just get more frustrating as I, the night went? I believe the. From Dinah's report this morning that the first like 30 minutes or so was baffling and enraging because it was like, why won't you just lay back down, you know? Um, And Maeve is like, I'm wondering the same thing, honestly. (laughs) Yeah. And then Dinah felt bad. It's almost like there's like a cycle, like a cycle of grief sort of thing, right? Yeah. You sort of move into acceptance. uh, And then it was kind of funny after a while because, yeah, what are you going to? You just got to flip this stupid yeah, pancake, baby. You got to hit that, this, that this is my life now moment, yeah. you know, and it's just is what it is. Yep. So today, uh, I took the baby first thing in the morning as soon as I finished feeding, so she should go nap. And then baby and I started working on flipping from your belly. Yeah. To yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah you got to solve this. Yeah. I was like, no, <laughs> we're learning this in two fucking days. You better get ready. He's like, don't force <laughs> developmental milestones. I'm like, no. Wait, this no, we're forcing this one. Let's get, get some, <laughs> some push-ups in, baby. Yep. So uh, the thing is, because Seth's visiting this weekend, so the goal is to get this baby flipping back in a couple of days, which I saw online. There's good reports that you could do it in a, a couple of days span if you're pretty 
diligent about the floor time exercises every day. And so, I'll, I'll work with this baby on some also your, your training incentive is very high, given that you yes. won't be allowed to sleep if you don't if you don't yes. put all the time into it. So it's been a it's been a ride. Yeah, you know, this this really makes me think of of all of these like a uh, machine learning. To experiments I, and simulations yes. where they, they take like a, a robot body and they don't give it any instructions on how to use the limbs, but they give it control over the limbs and then they give it a goal. Uh, they give it a, a reward of like, like, yeah, get to that point in the room, you know, after so much time. Mm-hmm. And then, it, yeah, and they just like let it flop around and it just, you know, it, it takes a lot of iterations <laughs> yes. of just like nonstop. And, and by the end, usually it still ends up moving in like a really weird way that you normally mm-hmm. wouldn't see because it just needs to find something that works, you know. Uh, and it, like unlike a baby, you know, it doesn't have other adult robots walking around for it to also like observe and take mm-hmm. notes from. So it's got to just just flop, in, and it's just got to invent shit, you know. So yeah, it's uh, it's weird. We're, we're not wow. so different from the machines, yeah. you know. <laughs> because the notes I saw online, people were like, it might take until six months before they learn how to flip back from their tummy to their back, and I was like, absolutely fucking not. Nah. Under what conditions am I not going to be pushing? This baby to get its shit together. Yeah. Okay. This is like a this is like a if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball situation. Right? Like if you can <laughs> flip from front from front to back, you can flip from back to front. 100%. That's you so yeah, I'll, I'll report back on this next week to see if uh if, I get, if I'm dead or or if this worked. <laughs> Another <laughs> option would be so you, you guys remember back a million years ago when we were growing up and we would go get the leftover goose eggs out of the I do. Right. Yes. And, and we, because our dad was like a was a bird conservationist person, and whatever. at this time, Canada geese were endangered. Oh shit! Not, I forgot that. Oh, were they actually endangered or just like at risk? They, I think they something? were. Yeah, they were. Their population is now booming, and they're doing great. There's and they're not just terrorizing them everybody. They're, they're evil. <laughs> you know? yeah. Uh, yeah. So, but yeah, we would. So we we put out boxes on our ponds because we grew up out in the out in the boonies. And so we put we put boxes, floating boxes, out so that the raccoons couldn't get to the eggs and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then every year, once the geese left, there would usually be like an egg or two left mm-hmm. behind, and and it's either because it's a bad egg or because it's just a delayed one. And so, yeah. uh, so we would go candle it, you know, try to light into it to see if it was Valid. fucked up or not. <laughs> and then if it wasn't, we had the, one of those little incubators, you know, that you has like a little rotating, little rotating guy in there. And then he just, you know, holds the temperature. So anyway, question is, is could you put her on a little rotating, like back and forth? Sort uh, of, like a convenience store hot dog yeah, situation. Yeah, only not, actually, yeah, probably rolling all the way would be best. Cause that way, every time she rolls over, she's just always being flipped back again. Right. Like a yeah, just, just have her be, like just have her be continuously rolling. I do have a dryer. Like a rotisserie. Yeah, put her in the know, dryer. <laughs> Well, the problem with the dryer, though, is it yeah. has all those big, like, you know, so that she, like, falls instead oh, of that's just rolling. True. You know? Yeah, that's probably the only problem with it. Yeah, you yeah. got to be the more hot thing, dog style, yeah. I think that, yeah, or a hot, a hot dog roller thing, yeah. yeah. And, then, then, and then what you'll have is, like, she'll end up on her belly and just scream for just, like, a just a moment. And yep. then she'll transition back to her back. She's like, oh, okay. That's and fine. you'll just kind of mm-hmm. get this, like, little staccato. You know, <laughs> sort of an ambulance <laughs> siren. of just like, <laughs> just like that. Just kind of all night. So, you know, maybe you know, that's better. Because it's more rhythmic. I think the thing that disrupts sleep is unpredictability, you know? It's yeah, it's, it's not loudness. That no. one's yeah. fine. As long as it's yeah. like, if it's, you ever just listen to a car horn or like a car alarm nonstop all night, you can sleep right through that. No Eventually, problem. it just fades away, you know, because <laughs> it's, 
But it, yeah, if you have random stuff happening, that's novel, right? And your brain is like, I got to oh, hold on. What is that? Right. So that's why if you just get her on that roller, make this, make the, the screaming rhythmic and mm-hmm. then boom, sleep. Hot dog sleep. baby. I was going to say sleep like a baby, but that, that seems like don't that's that. bad actually. Sleep like so a hot dog. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think when people uh, say sleep like a baby, they must mean sleep like a kitten or puppy or something. Cause like those fuckers just zonk out so hard in any well, position whatsoever because they're made out of liquid. And uh, there is an early period during the newborn phase. They do sleep so hard. Uh, so they mean like, like sleep like an infant is what. Yeah. Or like newborn, like the first three months or so when they okay, sleep, yeah. you like basically cannot rouse them because they don't, they're not really going through sleep cycles. They're just in deep sleep. Yeah. Well, like gone. instantly. Yeah. So. But also they have to eat like every two hours. Yeah, then they wake up screaming because they're <laughs> so they sleep yeah, very yeah, deeply. That's, that's just, like for with, a, just for a minute. Yeah, because yeah. like with 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 like when we have our when we've had our kittens in the past, like they just like no matter what's going on, they'll just suddenly get tired and then just be out. And then you can just yeah. like you can pick them up. You can just do yep. what it, you can. Their little yeah, mouths just hang it open. You know, like it doesn't matter. And they don't wake up screaming, which which is a nice <laughs> a nice feature of <laughs> of dogs and kittens. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well. Yeah, we'll see. Report back next week yep. on uh, oh, yeah, flipping <laughs> progress. Uh, all right, let's get into some questions. These questions come from our listeners over at podcast.bscotch.net. Our highest upvoted question comes from Mart, who says, Mart, do y'all still joke about the card game Dominion every winter holiday? Have you played it yet? <laughs> it's a great game. I know it's a great game. I That's played the it thing. once now. Oh, Adam played it once. I played it uh, with Not with sure. me. Did I play it? Actually, now I'm not 100% sure that was Dominion. <laughs> Dominion slipped through the mind like a fish. Difference? Yeah, now I'm not sure now that I say that. <laughs> There's, a big di- There's a big difference. Is there? I can't there remember. Is. It's I'm been so sure long since is. I played Dominion. All right, so here's the here's the story. This is, this is a throwback. Give us a recap. It's a very short story, which is yep. basically I played Dominion a long time ago with some friends, and then I was like, it's a great game. So I bought it. I have it. It's in the it's in the plastic. Is it still, the plastic? still wrapped? Yep. Yeah, and uh, and then we had these family get-togethers for like five different <laughs> events in a row where people were like, "Bring some board games, blah blah." And I I brought Dominion to every single one of these, yep. and I was like, "Hey, you guys will play Dominion." And I was like, and "The first time, everybody's like, no, let's play this other thing." So we did, it, and then I bring Dominion to the next <laughs> event. I'm like, "Hey, guys, I brought Dominion." And everybody's like, "Well, let's let's Maybe not play that time. though. Let's play this another time." And so this became running joke that like. The way that we play Dominion as a family is we just bring it somewhere and put it on a shelf and then play a different game. <laughs> uh, Dominion watches, basically, yeah, uh, yeah. from behind its plastic wrap. Yep. So uh, still haven't played it. Still in the in you the wrap. bring that when you come over for the holiday because, <laughs> you know, we might play it. Yeah, well, I mean, we will play it, it by to? putting it on the shelf. and I think it's like eight or something, isn't it? It's quite a bit. I wouldn't know. Six. It's been so long. <laughs> Uh, well, shit. actually, you can play Dominion with like an infinite number of players because the way that you play it is you just put it on the shelf and then that's go do true. other things. You know? So, so really, yeah. we're all playing Dominion always right now, right now even. Yeah. 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 So uh, that's – it is a great game. Probably. would recommend. Mm-hmm. Uh, next question comes from Retro Banana Man NL who says, are you guys still screaming at your PCs with Talon? How is that going? Mm-hmm. Did you find out some new and or exciting things that you can do with Talon? Well – uh, I'm not still screaming at my PC for a very particular reason, which is the way we work tends to be basically paired enough. We are, Seth and I are essentially on VoIP like 90% of 
the day or like work time during the day. And then Adam's in there also typically like probably even about the same or be like a little less depending on what he's working on. And so we're on voice so much that I kept on. There's no way that I could very easily know that my mic for Discord was hot and my Talon was asleep. And so I kept on having these very annoying things where I start talking and then you see the words pop up and you're like, oh God. And then it had done a bunch of things, you know, um, so I slowly kind of decided not to bother figuring that out and went away with it. But I do have a few art friends who actually picked it up and have been running with it. One of which had had, um, he'd had two RSI, like one in each hand basically had had RSI issues. And so it was Repetitive kind of a stress injury. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was on this kind of like, you know, not sure just how long he could actually continue his art career. He's in like mid twenties. Right. Um, mm-hmm. and that dude has taken this shit all to whole new levels that I don't even know <laughs> about. Um, his name's Daniel. He's hilarious and so into it. And so every time I like randomly talk to him, like once every few months, he's like, oh my God, at some point I got to show you my talent setup. Cause he's just apparently going nuts with it. And then I talked to some other artists who knows him and they're like, oh, Daniel's like really into this thing called talent. Have you heard of it? And I was like, oh yeah, I should. I showed him oh. that. And they were like, oh my God, he won't shut up about it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so the video did some help for, you know, some other people, but uh, this time I'm not using it so much myself. Yeah, I, yeah. Had, I, had, I had the same the same issue, yeah. just yeah. accidentally having it on and thinking I was, I was talking to somebody, but I'm talking to my computer and then stuff starts happening and then it's just chaos. So yeah, actually I, I resolved that part like reasonably well with the sort of the hot keys and setup that I use. So, cause I, I had a global toggle set up on my, on my mouse for, that I use for toggling discord mute on and off. And I just had it also at the same time that I did that every time I would toggle discord on, it would also turn off Talon. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, I did do that. And vice yeah, versa. It, and yeah. for the most part, it ended up being like, I like I figured it out well enough that it was okay. Uh, the main thing for me is that, is that, there was a whole bunch of stuff that I wanted to be able to do, mostly with like managing my desktop and like, get, like switching between apps and that kind of stuff that Talon didn't have really built in in a way that did what I wanted it's to do. Enough to hook. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, I spent a lot of time digging into the, you know, to the guts and like learning enough of how the code was set up and how it worked that I could try to like make those things work myself. So I did a whole bunch of those things and got it like into an okay kind of a state, but it was still like just janky enough that I kept on finding myself just like using my it's, other stuff. It's kind know? of like what we talked about with the VS code extension last week. It's like, there's yeah. a lot of these pieces of, of tech or tools that depending on the use case, uh, they almost have to be just like completely airtight. Otherwise. Yeah. yeah. You'll use it until suddenly you run into something that you can't use it for. And then like shit. And then you got to stop yeah. using it. Yeah. Your thing, or, and or if it's it, easy like, to just leave kind of causes some other issue. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah, it's, you know, cause it, yeah, it, it would just, it would miss here just frequently yep. enough, you know, yep. that, that I think that was, I think it was that, and it was, and it was the case that for me, rather than uh, like accidentally sending commands when I didn't intend to, it was actually more that I just couldn't send voice commands because I was like, it would miss here. I was talking right in, in chat in like in our, in our voice channel or something. Right? Yes. And so, because I'm doing that, the stuff that I would then be like learning to, preferentially use talent for then now it's like, Oh, should I got to like mute myself while I'm talking temporarily so I can say something to, right. And so it was, it, I think because of how we work, yeah. I wasn't able just to like really truly fully commit. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think, I think, I think that was like, that's the main reason that I ended up falling out of it. Um, and I'm pretty, I'm, like, I know it's improved quite a bit since I really stopped 
using it because we were on like the beta version of it and it was uh, the guy who, who runs it was you know releasing new releases every week or so mm-hmm. um and they were better every time already um and i know there were some big changes he was in the process of making for like making the making it easier to add your own stuff and to like pull it because that was the part too is it was so hard to pull each other's stuff because they don't have like a concept no of like package management and stuff yeah and so uh so my general feeling about it is that it's something i want to revisit again in the future once once it's improved enough at i think primarily just at accurately hearing what i'm saying well yeah honestly like i felt like i stopped using it not because of any of that but just because there was like a specific set of things that i was using it for which is essentially boilerplate code yeah like i I put together a bunch of like templates and stuff where i could just be like uh you know for loop and then it would just make and i would spit out a for for loop uh and then it would like move my cursor back Mm -hmm. in the for loop so that i could start you know Basically, basically, it was my way of like trying to get a copilot-like thing into Game Maker. Yep. Um, but now that we can just use copilot, you know, just just no need. Yeah. Um, but also, also, it had this weird thing where uh, where it would hear what I said correctly, and then as it's as it's outputting the characters, Game Maker's IDE would be trying to process the syntax and stuff, and there would be occasional hitches or something. Yeah. Uh, and, and then Game ultimately, got a slow would, like, like input buffer basically so yeah. yeah and either it would like miss a character or it would end up like reversing the order of characters mm. in some cases yeah. because tal you know uh copilot actually spits out all of the text simultaneously just as one big chunk Almost but like a uh, more so yeah, than typing. yeah but like for talent it's more about just like actually it'll send in a sequence of characters mm-hmm. with a delay between each one as if you're typing it mm-hmm. um but you know, it just it'll it'll send it regardless of whether the program on the other end is actually receiving it. It'll just because that's what you told it to do. When I say this, send these key inputs, right? Um, and so that that's kind of the thing that I ran into was like, yeah. I even had that, that trouble with GameMaker just pasting, just like just fucking pasting stuff. Sometimes it'll be like you could have three quarters of what you pasted, and that's. <laughs> <laughs> The best weird. I could do is uh, 75%. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they've got some very bizarre like buffer input problem there. It's weird. Yeah, I think if, yeah. if it's the case that and it might be that once we, uh, as we get into the content push phase, if I'm for chunks of time where I'm just kind of pounding out some art stuff, which I haven't been, I haven't been in that mode for quite a while, actually, where I was just kind of know what I got to do. I know the parameters. I don't need to be talking to anybody about it. And I kind of like, and I need to be doing this sort of first and foremost, rather than supporting, uh, like the next kind of feature set or system development, then if I get back into that mode at some point, then it might be the thing I, I flip back into because it is it does make you faster if I could, but only in the in that scenario where it's a bit more of a controlled environment for me. So yeah, it's still yeah. worth it. I think if you're depending on your work style and other stuff you got going on, but uh, not yeah, 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 I would say for as a long term like investment in in your productivity, but I think more importantly your physical health. I still think it's a really good toolkit and it's a good move to make. It's one of those like also while while things are fine, it's really hard to make yourself put in that yeah. part of that work. It's kind of so we talked a few weeks ago about we all got Moonlanders right, which is a an ergonomic keyboard. It's a split keyboard. Uh, and it's like very fancy programmable, very cool tech. Right. Um, but because of the way it's designed, you can't, you can't have it work like a regular QWERTY keyboard. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like almost, but but it doesn't have the same number of columns even. Right. And the keys are shaped differently and it's columnar instead of like offset slightly. Right. So it's all different enough. Uh, and especially if you're a programmer and need lots of symbols that you're kind of missing 
just like two columns of keys that you need, right? So there's literally no way that you can just like go pick up a Moonlander as a program. This is true for, I've noticed like most of the cool yeah. new ergonomic keyboards that are out. Um, you can't just pick it up and just use it as a split keyboard and then like incrementally, you know, use stuff like to introduce improvements to it, right? You have to go all in, like right out of yeah. the gate. Yeah. And it, I had to make a decision like the moment we got them that I was like, okay, that's true. And I'm making a long-term investment in my physical health, right? Because mm -hmm. uh, this is going to be unpleasant. It's going to suck. And I'm going to hate like doing it because it's going to be it's way hard. harder than just yeah. using a, a regular ass keyboard. And, and I think with Talon, um, because Talon actually allows you to do much more incremental adoption because you don't, you can just add things, right? It's very intuitive, right? It's very That's intuitive, nice but it is still the case. You have to like learn a whole bunch of stuff to be able to use it. Truly set up a bunch of whole, a whole bunch yeah. of stuff. And, and, yeah, and especially for your own like the stuff that you care about. Yeah, you got to set up tons of stuff. And so the incremental adoption, like while you can do it incrementally, you're extremely limited if you don't not necessarily go all in, but like like what I should have done was like really memorize the one word versions of the alphabet and like all these other kinds of things to make it easier to use, you know. Uh, or, or to give you more power for stuff to use because when you're just doing incremental adoption, the value proposition stays low, right? Yeah. While you're doing it. Um, and I think with Talon, I didn't go all in. Mm. And uh, and I think in part it was still because like, again, like it's 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 really good, but it still is like- it, Just enough jank. There's still just enough mm -hmm. jank that I didn't feel comfortable going all in, you know? Yeah. I, also, I mean, it feels like it's it's really good. I, I think in, for Sam's use case or the use case where like you you only have one hand on the keyboard a lot of yes. the time, but yeah. you also have a shit ton of hotkeys. Yeah, which is pretty different from programming, where like usually you, you know always have both hands on the keyboard. Either you're in an yeah, either you're in an IDE where you're not necessarily using a ton of hotkeys, or the hotkeys you use is like in the case of VS Code, it's like Control P. And then that kind of like yeah. gets you into most things. Yeah, you don't already. actually like you <laughs> could memorize because yeah, VS could right. You could have there's literally like a thousand hotkeys that you yeah. could memorize, but yeah. you can also get to every single command just by like you said, Control P, and then you just start typing the command you yeah. want. Yeah. yeah. So like it, it's all about it's all about a uh, ease of navigation and like a lot of the ergonomic stuff. Um, there like it, there has this, this tendency that I personally don't like, which is they have an opinion that moving your hands is is bad right so like the moonlander has has fewer keys so that your hands don't ever like move from their current position mm -hmm. um which is why like you know for example a numpad is inherently like violates that because you know normally your hands are on the home row you want to use the numpad you have to lift up your whole ass hand and move it to a new part of the keyboard right um but there's you know there's little there's little nubbins on the j key and on the, the five of the numpad. And so like, it's very easy for me. And I'm very accustomed to it to just like Pop over. Move, move my hand right over, right. Or go from like my mouse back to the home row. And I don't have to look at the keyboard at all. And so like, like you were saying, Adam, it feels like you're missing two columns worth of buttons on the moon lander. I was like, you know, if they just had, honestly, those, you just are, I think it's, I, I do yeah, think it's are. a design flaw of, of the moon lander plus, many other keyboards like this that they they They're like ergonomic means hardly any buttons right? yeah which like is just <laughs> and, and it's sure it's true that like because they have this layer mechanism where you can like hold some key down or tap a key and move to a new layer like yeah but know, that's like, harder now ergonomically right well, like and also doing you key have to, combos it's just new. contorting your and hands it, I, you and know? i think it can be easier but you have to still yeah. you have to learn it right and because and for things like 
and, and I can see for things like a like the the ten key right for the for the numpad right like because actually I like I, I I'm a, I'm a believer in the idea that you shouldn't be moving your arms too much because that, that is what has caused me over time like that's where I get you know not stress injuries but like the onset where I can feel like at the end of the day I'm like Ugh, you know so yeah. like so I I had got rid of my ten key I got a ten keyless keyboard before I got my Moonlander. And it was way more comfortable because the mouse is just right there, right? It's not – I don't have to hop over 10 keys to get there, right? Yeah. Um, and and so I think like that premise is true, right? Like it is better to like have everything in a good spot and then not have to move out of it. Because basically anytime you're moving out of like optimal position, you're kind of necessarily in a worse position, right? Um, so I think that that makes sense. But I think everybody takes it too fucking far where – where well, if the like, like my pinky value. is really good at moving a little bit and that does not hurt my that does not hurt my arm yeah. does not hurt my wrist right when i when my hand moves in a half inch so that my pinky can reach right <laughs> all the way right it does not fucking matter no out of a subtle out when those keys are it. gone because it, it literally is like two columns are gone it's yeah. now i have like now i had to i had to move like when i'm, when I'm programming are these like really important keys because like there's too many keys that are really essential to programming yeah right? programming is the challenge that in this case. they still have to be really convenient somehow but there now aren't dedicated buttons for them you know so mm-hmm. that's yeah. why like I, I had to stop using the caracorder because it, it doesn't have a pipe key yeah which is yep. really like, and you can't, that's and you a whole can't really the keys. Really bad. Wow, yeah good. yeah but but that but that idea of like we're going to recreate and replace the keyboard but also not give you all the buttons that a keyboard has like well yep. you, you've already then fully constrained your user base to people who don't depend on that key, right? Like every key that you pick, and like the Moonlighter also has no F keys, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, or, or as in like it has, that entire top row is gone. Like, yep. Yeah, so I, that was my struggle with it. Like all I want from an ergonomic keyboard or, or just like a keyboard is same keys I already have, but just take everything to the right of the enter key. So the arrows, the numpad, all that shit, and just put it on the other side. Put mm-hmm. it on the other side so that, like you're saying, Adam, it's really more about moving your hand from keyboard to mouse because yeah, you, you can jump just get, over. You can just get something like that. I'm pretty sure they have this. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, well, and that's actually forms. the weird thing, too, is like yeah. is there's this weird fucking gap in the market, I think, and, and it, which is currently – it's like rapidly being filled, which is because every – I'm a keyboard, you know – I'm not as nutty as some of the keyboard people, but like I'm a little bit of a keyboard nut. So I'm constantly looking at new keyboard models that are coming out and stuff, you know? And, but there was a, there was a period of time where you could either have things, and the Moonlander is very new. Like there wasn't anything comparable to it until it came out. And like when it came, and like the things that came before it were mostly these like, oh, you can get the plans because it's open source and then use your 3D printer to make, you know, it was like, that's the kind of shit that it kind of came from, you know? And so there was this like window of time where like there weren't any like mass production keyboards that were like split in a way where like you could really put those things wherever you wanted to, right? But it was still just a QWERTY keyboard and it was mechanical, right? So like I said, there wasn't there wasn't really like a, a place where you could like get all of the things that you want, right? And and then things like the Moonlander jumped right to and now it's columnar. And also, here's way fewer keys, even the ones that you really still need. You know, we're going to th- fucking throw those away. Uh, and, and so we had this weird, like, jump. Um, but I have noticed, though, as I've – and now I'm getting, like, kind of annoyed because I keep on spending large, large amounts of money on keyboards. It's like, <laughs> it's like the best I can do at the time. And then the new one comes out and I'm like, oh, fuck. You know, so – because there are now – so I think Keychron um, – which my last keyboard that I loved, a 10 keyless, just fuck, it felt so good. I love that thing. It weighed five pounds. It was just like, (laughs) 
I think when Seth came over, I showed it to him. Like, it's like, it's an aluminum chassis, right? So, which then well, it's good that, that it's heavy, because right? like, if it's one of the most expensive and valuable things in your house, it should be hard to steal. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know? exactly. Yeah. You can't even get out of the house with it. Because uh, it, it has like, it's like full of like rubber mats on the inside to dampen sound. And like, I think that's where most of the weight comes from. But like, yeah, of course. Uh, and it has security lasers and uh, GPS <laughs> tracking. It and, just felt yeah. so good. Um, and then like, and then. And then I get sold on the idea of the Moonlander. And like and the Moonlander does it does like I've now tented it. So it's like my the two sides are up at like a 60 degree mm-hmm. angle, you know, and like and it does like it feels good, but I'm still it's just killing me that I have to that I have to relearn how, how to hit certain keys. And I just yep. and when I when I switch back to my laptop, you know, which obviously is a regular ass keyboard. Then my fingers now are like I don't I don't know like and it's like it's actually not horrible to bounce back and forth but it's still janky now right and it's now I'm just like so so I don't like that and I'm kind of looking at these keyboards again that are coming out but there are some that are coming out that are like <laughs> actually a fucking good keyboard that's just split down the middle you know like a mechanical keyboard I, mean, I, got, I, remember, just I, remember, I have a Kinesis gaming one that is split in the, split in half it's just a split keyboard it's got some macro keys on the left side. Is it's it mechanical? Too, yeah, it's mechanical. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're like they're and starting importantly, to do it. has a bunch of LEDs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's obviously. Okay. Top well, that's how you, yeah, you're going to get 15, 20 words per minute out of that. Oh, 100%. Just from yeah. the LEDs. Yeah, the thing know? for me is actually that I want a very compact split keyboard, which is- When you say compact, what is that? Tiny. Mm, yeah, yeah. Because, again, like I really want to just have, to be able to have my keyboard- have my drawing pad in, in between the two pieces of the keyboard and then have my mouse on the right and not have that spread go three yards across my wings. <laughs> like a full wingspan, you know? Yeah. Well, and there are some like my, my wife got this just fucking adorable keyboard um, that I'm pretty sure she got because like it was adorable, you know? <laughs> I mean, but it, it was this like, it's just like in terms of compactness goes, it's, it's, I think it's also columnar, right? Um, and and it has it's a it's a ten kilo so it's just but it also doesn't doesn't and I think there, there's like there's certain designations for the the layouts of keyboards right but it's, so it's it's ten kilos and it also doesn't have the F keys right mm-hmm. so it's like it's just this like it's just a grid but there's no fucking border around there's no like extra padding right, anywhere right. it's just it's like just tiny it's just tiny and everything's nestled up but I. It, I think it left its box so that when she like looked at it and then immediately was like, I cannot use this keyboard. <laughs> uh, so now it's just like one of our, we both, my wife and I both are just fucking, put on a bookshelf. Yep. Yeah, exactly. We're <laughs> just, we're just into keyboards. We're just those people. Yeah. Uh, but it was really, it, but I looked at it and, like, and I wanted, like I looked at it too and I was like, I love this and I want to be able to use it, you know, <laughs> but it would just kill me to, <laughs> my, my hands would be like you know, together in the middle. Yeah, and, and again, what no, if no, you? Like, what are you gonna do? What if you rig up a, a a glove or a pair of gloves that have toothpicks taped to your fingertips, and so then stabs you, can, you. Then you can, you know, then oh, you can I type see. on it. Reach yeah. for the distance. Oh yeah, there you go. Yeah, because right. once the tips of your fingers are the size of the head of a pin, but now solved. you can type on anything. Even better, I know? would look up the cyborg hand on Amazon. If you want to, if you want a real fun. Fucking weird perif. The cyborg hand. I saw this the other day because I bought a vertical. Is mouse. that that extra thumb thing? Oh no! Oh, right. Okay, this is, this is a keyboard. <laughs> it's a keyboard that literally looks like an upright skeletal hand that you sort of hold. <laughs> oh yeah, you basically hold hands yeah. with it, and it has like all of the keys in there because essentially it's, it's 
playing off the fact that you can then curl your fingers under up into its spooky skeleton palm and then also push down. So it it like has a shitload of keys and like a joystick, I think. That sounds sounds like it's going too fancy and complicated. Well, and also, I I just want want, want having your mechanical keyboard break it in half over their knee. And then I want to use that. Yeah, you could definitely get one of those. Yeah. Or you could just do that, you know, if you, you could do that just at do home. Myself, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Does it have to work build afterwards? Or can build you your own ergonomic it? split keyboard. Just fucking jack uh-huh. it over your knee. Boom. Yeah, you're you, done. Don't, you don't need a 3D printer. You don't need any plans. Just you just need a knee. You just need a knee. A knee and a, and a and confidence. Yep. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm still, it's like, I, well, I do, I love the way the Moonlander looks and I do like it, but I think, and I think if I was a writer instead of a programmer, I think I'd be all in. I think I'd be fully bought mm. into the, yeah, yeah. to this thing. Yeah. If you don't need all the slashes and pipes yeah. and symbols and F keys. And- yeah. And, and it is true. It is true. That, like QWERTY is a shitty layout for programmers too. That's true. Right. But like, but that, but all the keys are there though. Like I've got them all, you know, so, <laughs> I have them <laughs> so I could use them even if it's a little bit annoying and like, and I've learned, my hands have learned how to do it. So it's fine. It's fine that it's a shitty layout. Uh, and I, and I've tried in the past to like learn other layouts, you know, but like, the fact is, it's a lot of keys. All layouts are shitty. Is, is kind of my take on the issue. At some point, some of the keys are going to be a little farther away they than have you'd to like. Because, <laughs> yeah, because like you need all of them. You know, like you just need all of those keys. And well, so- no, you don't need insert. You don't need scroll lock, and you don't need num lock. But other than that, yeah, that's true. You, you yeah, do you need, don't need. Yeah. To, yeah. Hey, I don't know who. And the also, I guess I guess thing. pause break. Also, what is that button? <laughs> what even the fuck? Is <laughs> I, don't, I don't even have. Yeah, get the shit out of here. The, the top three keys uh, up there, the top right is print screen, yeah, which no, yeah. up until recently did nothing, and uh, and then it started putting stuff onto your clipboard, which is great. But mm-hmm. there's a long period of time with a print screen button. I'm pretty sure didn't do anything. Uh, yeah, and then you've got your scroll lock, which I don't know what that is. And you've got pause what, button, yeah, which does doesn't pause, pause do? anything. I've never pressed Nothing. It. Doesn't do anything. Doesn't I don't do even remember. <laughs> like, even if you're playing music or something, it doesn't pause. It doesn't. It feels like that's what it would be for. It doesn't because there's doesn't. separate media keys yep. on keyboards. Like if the pause button worked, you wouldn't need a pause button. What is this pause button? I'm not trying to figure out, do I have the keyboards that I've had not had the pause button or have I just never even – like been able to see it. I didn't even so know useless. it was there because Seth was talking about it. Now I'm mad because why is there? Can I see it on your keyboard, though, Sam? Like it's there. Yeah, it's right there. It's right there. It. Mine probably has that too. Then. Just I've literally not even it. seen yeah. it. I bet it does. It's like push me. I don't do a fucking thing. <laughs> Give it a try. Anyways, uh, let's get on to our last question. Yeah, let's go. Sure. Yeah. Of the day. Anyway, is this another uh, three questioner? Are we we're yeah. just fucking roll with blazing? These. Yeah. Uh, when we get yes or no questions, usually those only take ten minutes. So. Uh, <laughs> question number three comes from Get Dang Buckaboot, who says, considering that celebrity deaths happen in threes. Now, this isn't where this is going. So, okay, I'll uh, wait, I'll wait. I'll considering that celebrity deaths happen in threes and Twitter and Reddit are both getting brutally murdered by incompetent CEOs, who do you suspect will be the third tech giant to fall? Facebook and Meta doesn't count. Because all that happened there was that ever was what everyone already knew was happening, and there was no mass exodus. Mm. Okay, so I guess the idea is 
mass exodus meaning people stopping using the the platform because of yeah. whatever. Yeah. I so, would say, so my normal yeah. tendency would be first to explain why the whole happened in Three's thing is an artifact of human pattern recognition. But I'm just going to blow right past Skip that. Skip it. We got time. I'm not going to get. I'm let's not just, let's get just assume we'll that just things assume actually that do happen yeah. in Three's. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> and and so so we need to take. A tech, and we need to define sort of death, which I guess is for the question asker means a mass yeah. enough rage, basically, or enough uh, f fuck up and like on the platform that there's a mass exodus slash mass. We'll just say we'll say it's a, a, a massive devaluation of the platform itself. Yeah, yeah. Because I think yeah, in the case works. of Twitter, I think that's actually very true. I know last yeah. time I tried to do something on there, I couldn't. Search for shit, mm -hmm. basically. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Reddit isn't actually dying. I feel like it's I in. Think a, so. I think it's in a war right now. It's in a. It's, it's in a Reddit struggle Reddit, with the. Yeah. Well, with, let's you know. recap of what's happening with Reddit, which is because we we haven't talked about this yet, right? No, I think uh, we got no. okay, so we got to just like set the stage a little yeah. bit, yeah. which is just that uh, Reddit has an API so that third party developers can make applications that interact with Reddit. Whether it's just like pulling up posts, or there's lots of like bots that people have that do. Yeah. And API shit, is just a know. fancy way to say like there's some URLs that it, patterns you could like construct URLs with that if you then go there, then it'll give you like all the Reddit posts. Yeah. You can be like, so hey, you just, Reddit, you give can, me those posts. And it'll be yeah, like, or these user profiles or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, so you can use this API. You send commands to Reddit. It sends you stuff back. Yep. And so there's a bunch of third-party programs that uh, that rely on this API. And every time they make a, an API call, meaning every time they send a command to Reddit to get information, they get charged for that. And API calls are usually like real, real cheap because they happen- On a per-call basis, yeah. On a yeah. per-call basis because they happen en masse, right? Yeah, so if you're- if you're like, let me pull, give me like the top 10 comments from every one of these posts. You know, if you're doing that every day and someone's changing pages every couple every couple seconds or something, then yeah, you got, it has to be very cheap in order for yeah. it. Yeah, and, it, and it, it does, I agree, yeah, as, as a point of reference for like, because so we have our own APIs for Rumpus stuff. Like it's like Levelhead has APIs that, that the game talks to and all that kind of stuff, right? And so the last time I looked at, at numbers, we were getting like a million API calls a day. And you're That's like, holy fuck, that sounds like a lot, right? But the cost to us to do that, ignoring the cost of like developing everything and all that stuff, right? But like the raw, just like bandwidth and, and CPU time cost and stuff to, to do that, uh, for that like million requests a day was like five bucks. Yeah. yeah. Right. So – so, you know, it's just sending little bits of data yeah. through the tubes. And Nobody up, has to, like, do anything. Yeah. If you're Reddit right, <laughs> and you've got, like, what, a, a, a jillion well, people coming to your website every yeah. day. Like, yeah, it does, like, it does add up and it becomes expensive, right? Yeah, it's going to get real expensive. Yeah, but yeah. it's still, it's so, only expensive because of the sheer volume. Yeah. Yeah. So what's happening there with Reddit is Reddit has apparently never been profitable. It's been around for since like 2007 or something like that. So um, they say that they do manage to pay their CEO a nice sizable salary given Well, that. profit is just revenue minus expenses. Yeah. You know, paying your, your CEO so much money that your company is just now expense, losing baby. money. Yeah. That's just an expense and you're not profitable now, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so there's a – there's a bunch of people who use – instead of using the main Reddit uh, app or the main Reddit site to browse, they use third-party programs that are therefore able to sort of like cut out ads and stuff or like that kind of or, or, just, or just give like a different or better experience. Um, and, and, and in so, particular, Reddit is notoriously bad about accessibility. Um, it's just not – 
as you would expect from such a entity, they don't give a shit about disabled people. And so, so they do not do a good job with making sure that as a website or as an app that it's actually accessible to people who are mm -hmm. blind and so on. And so some of these apps that are out there, these which Reddit sees as competitors, right? Even uh, though they are actually people into Reddit. Yeah, they're actually <laughs> providing a service that Reddit itself is not providing to certain subsets of its audience. Yeah. So, so yeah. By and large, Reddit basically looks at all these third party things, like Adam said, and they're like, "This is the fact that people aren't using our main app is bad," and they kind of had they kind of had two directions to go with it, right? One is we should improve our app. And the other is we should destroy all the other apps, right? And they chose option B. Uh, so they jacked up their API pricing to the point where uh, literally all of the major yeah, third-party developers can't afford to operate and they have to shut down. So, yeah. and there's, and there's uh, a, there's an aspect of this that is like not unreasonable, right? Which is, which is they, so Reddit as a, as a entity, right? Are like because like these third party apps are using a just a fucking enormous amount of oh, yeah. Yeah. Reddit API and bandwidth traffic, yeah. right? But they it are does, paying for it. Yeah, yeah. were it they paying cost. for it at all? Because I thought it, I yeah. thought it was actually just free. Is it not? Was it not just free? Previously? No, it is. It's you know they they have they have operational expenses because they have to pay for the API usage already, right? And so like okay. Reddit already is making money from these companies, uh, but they their belief is that is that that doesn't offset any money lost by not having those users directly on the main Reddit page getting hit by ads or, or whatever, right. right? So so instead of just saying, instead of just saying, well, can we can we increase the API pricing like just a little bit to offset, to, to offset that and tilt it into a positive direction? Uh, instead, they said, no, we're going to just, uh, was it like they 10X'd it or it's 20 ridiculous. or like they just, they just, it's just through the roof. And so, yeah, all of these companies have announced like, yep, we're done. Like we, we literally can't afford to operate yeah, well, in this they, way. They changed the pricing specifically to remove third-party applications because right. they, they made it unaffordable at, at scale. Yeah. I, I think the important yeah. note here, though, is that uh, for a lot of people, myself included, didn't even know. Didn't even know that there were third-party applications. Yeah. For, and I don't right. care. So, yeah, exactly. so this is this is sort of the, the thing when people say stuff on the internet like, oh, Reddit's dying because of this thing. There's a really big... Uh, Maybe, but maybe even not because yeah, this uh, will affect Reddit not at all. Yeah, I think in the long in term, in the long run, yeah. So, uh, it's, so I would disagree with all these third party well, developers. But the, but the way that it is having an effect, because because there are two ways to have an effect, right? One is the platform itself changes in some way, um, which is part of the argument here. But the other is that something changes with the community and how stuff is posted and managed in such a way that it kicks people out every time or whatever. And I, th and I think that's the place where on Reddit stuff is happening because all of the – or a huge swath of the communities there have tried to basically do things to make it – to protest this change, right? Yeah. To make – to devalue the platform itself by like locking locking their subreddit so that new people can't even see them and so that search engines can't see them or the more recent one I saw was – changing their subreddits to not safe for work because that changes what ads are allowed to be shown so that so which is like the lower value shown. ads right um and any whether or not they even allow nsfw so content other, it's, like, right? it's like reddit is actually run by a vast vast army of community moderators yeah who, without their intervention the whole thing turns into what twitter currently is yeah. Right, which is a cesspool of just nonsense and garbage. Or in some cases, with their invention, with their intervention, 
the moderators themselves turn their communities into that on purpose yeah, in some cases. And yes. many of those communities are already that on purpose because like that's part of that's what, Reddit's premise what is what like, there. oh, you can make a community for just the worst people if you want to, yeah. you know. If you but, want to. Yeah. So as far as all the most popular ones, then you basically have this. This is to me the like the comedy of the problem and the weird short sightedness, Adam, to your point about this problem, which is like uh, Reddit makes money. Any money that Reddit makes at all is going to be in large part derived from content posted by other people yeah. and moderated by other people for free, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the value of the platform to its users comes from the the unpaid labor of content of posters and moderators. It comes from the goodwill of the users yeah. toward And then them. they monetize yes. the fact that, so they basically monetize the value, and this is true of all social media platforms, right? They monetize the value created and managed by the labor of the people on the platform by showing ads to you, right? right? But- Unlike a lot of other platforms where moderation is done by a content, like by a team of people. Yeah, at least to some extent. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, Reddit's one of those ones where it's actually, it's, it is done via the community, right? Largely. And so, but with no kickbacks whatsoever. So I think that's the one where, that's the math piece where people are, I think in a lot of ways, like, hey, like, fuck you, you know, um, sort of a vibe because there is a tremendous amount of free labor being taken. You could say taken advantage of, uh, in in the case where then the community has no actual like ownership over what can happen to the platform or direction in how the platform goes, right? It's not. Yeah. Well, I think yeah. a lot of it is that people feel like, and I'm, and I'm not going to get into whether or not that's true because like there's way too much nuance and history there. But I think people really feel like Reddit in particular, like it just does not provide value to its user base, right? Because like I think the feeling that Redditors seem to sort of universally have is that is that Reddit sort of fluctuates between being this like benevolent entity that gives them this platform for free, right? Mm-hmm. And then this evil entity that when they do actually have things they could invest back into the platform, they don't, right? right. So that it feels like a place where like the Redditor, the Redditors themselves are actually just in control of what feels like a public utility, right? Right. And and so then anytime something changes from the top, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel like the people running Reddit have the right to yeah, yeah, I think that's true. come in and make changes to the platform because it feels like they're not actually investing in the platform, right? right. It and feels it, like it's our website, not their website. Exactly. Which in many ways, whether or not that's true, right, is I think a different question. Yeah. But that's what people feel like. Cause and I think as to your points, like comparing that to Facebook or Twitter, where it feels like Facebook is Facebook's platform and Twitter is Twitter's platform, right? Yes. And and I think that's probably true that it's in large parts because there aren't communities there. It's everyone's. It's, it's just it's everyone's mixed up and it's individuals, yeah. right? And and there so there's no moderation outside of like the platform's moderation and so on. Mm-hmm. I think that's all true. Um, and and people still feel that way with those things too, because it is still the case that the value is being created by the users, right? Yeah. Yep. In any social media platform. And so it's always going to be like an inherent, uh, sense of unfairness and a disconnect between the people running the platform, and the people creating the value on the platform. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's also worth noting that, uh, apparently Reddit is, is having an IPO later. Yes. This, also, this year, I think. Yeah. I don't um, know the details of that, but I know that that's one of the main issues that people talk about too. Yeah. And I mean, it's, as a as a company, uh, Reddit is well, as, as a private company. Depending on what their investment situation looks like, like who their investors are and how many they have, and blah blah blah. Um, you know, they're 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 under pressure from these private investors to continually show some kind of revenue growth, some kind of positive movement in either like reduction of expenses or increase of revenue, or ideally both, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so. 
that th- these are the kinds of moves that you see a company start to make when growth is slowing down. They're not accumulating more users. Uh, ads are a little bit less uh, valuable than they used to be. And like, they, ads are constantly losing value. Ad, ads are constantly year losing value. And yeah, and so you know their options are are figure out how to grow the user base, which is very hard because it's already pretty damn well saturated, right? Uh, another option is to try to find ways to like cut your costs, which they're doing by they fired a bunch of people, right? Um, uh, they, they didn't reduce the CEO salary, but you know, that's, you can't, you you can't, that only uh, goes up. That's, yep. that's illegal. Um, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, other options are, are to look for, you know, the idea of like the company version of like looking for loose change in the couch cushions, right? Of like, mm-hmm. what's just some like places we can look where maybe we're losing money, but we haven't been thinking. That's about also it, a good metaphor right? because like, it's kind of like the whole, you know, idiots who are like, well, if you just stop drinking lattes, you could afford a house. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it is no, these, these numbers here don't match up, right? And I think and like, same thing with like finding like a quarter in the couch cushions. It's like it would have been better to not have the latte in that scenario, right? Um, but it's like it, it, it's the same here where they're just like, well, we it need- is. They're just they're, – they're scraping pennies, yeah, right? There's they're places to find- where we could save, you know, enormous amounts of money. Like in particular, like until the day I die, I will rage it. CEO salaries. They're, I just, it's the most it's absurd, wild. insane, nonsensical, unethical, and worst fucking thing that we have going on, right? Well, not the worst. There's a lot of terrible things, but that drives so much of it, you know? Uh, but like, just pay the CEOs literally only $10 million a year, which is more than they need. I mean, I, I'm of the opinion that, that by law, in any given company, you you shouldn't be able to have more than a 10x difference oh, yeah, in compensation between the highest and lowest person because even that's pretty big. But that means like if the CEO wants $10 million a year, fine. But then you got to pay everybody in the company at least a million. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's about, great yeah. too. Think about how right? much a law like that, if put into effect, would just suddenly balance so many fucking scales. Because yeah, then it's like if you're making 10 times what everybody around you is making, that's still a that's fucking still insane amount much, of money. Honestly. That's so much money, right? Yeah. And it's like, but we're not talking about 10x in these companies. No, We're talking about like 1,000x yeah, in some yeah. cases, right? Because like the average yeah. uh, ratio, is, what is this, like 600x or something yeah, like that, same. which means that a lot of them are way higher than that because that's the, you know, it's the average, right? Uh, it's, and it's yeah. the same deal with like, you know, Elon Musk coming to Twitter and being like, okay, we're going to have this like $8 you know, verified thing, right? So we're going to get rid of tons of value that was here with the verified system that existed so that you actually knew people were who they say, said they were. Mm-hmm. And it was a flawed, deeply flawed system already, uh, but it at least provided that value to some extent. And they're like, let's just throw that away. And so now we've removed a whole bunch of value from the platform and then charge you $8 to get it back, quote unquote, which of course doesn't do that. Just, just get something, something else. else, actually. And then people like were doing <laughs> some number crunching based on the, like the number of active users on Twitter and all this kind of stuff. And they were like, the amount of money they could possibly make by doing this at this like eight dollar a month level, given the number of people who would be interested, in it's like a fraction it, of a percent. It's so they yeah, it was so <laughs> tiny that there was they sh- there was no reason to do it. Like yeah, so you, so you see these companies like this coming in and making these sweeping changes that are universally on either either other users don't give a shit. Or, or they're unpopular, but there's no user who's like, I like this. This yeah, is yeah. great, right? It's great for uh, and they do this just for the sake of, uh, in my in my mind, this is it's it's theatrical. Theater. It's it's no different than like taking your belt off when you go through the security at the airport, right? Yeah. It's like we got to make a show of like security, I guess. I don't know. So yeah, in this case, like, like, oh, okay, well, thankfully the there were no bombs in my belt. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I get it. So the, the so idea here is now. like, okay, I'm the CEO. People want me to be making more money. Let's just like come up with a plan and and make sure that people know that it's a public thing that we're doing. Because like if they go, oh yeah, we optimized our servers and stuff. Like nobody talks about. Nobody's going to talk about that. There's not going to be news articles. Wow, Reddit made its servers three percent more efficient. <laughs> right? I think the reality is uh, though, if you're talking about coming up on an IPO for a community based platform, something like Reddit, there is a need to prove to the broader public that you have control over your product. Yeah, definitely. Just like at all. And I think that- Well, and that you are a cold-hearted business. Well, yeah, exactly. Actually, that's true, right? This is a profit. Yeah, (laughs) and I think that that seems to be the CEO strategy is to say like, look, I can do anything and people will not leave. So I think that's that's the thing I think people are missing is like you can't you're not gonna be able to drive this guy in particular away from this point because the I think point. Bobby, Bobby Kotick is the same kind of a scenario right where he's just yeah, like yeah. look how look how badly I can run this company but exactly. it still yeah, the, prints money. The point is that he does matter. a thing and doesn't care like that's literally what yeah. the point is. So actually, like yeah. the more clamoring that happens, demonstrate your sociopathy, right? Yeah. yeah, if you can fire if you can fire eight thousand people and be like, eh, Man, then fine. investors are like, oh my god, give this person all they've the got. Money. What it takes. <laughs> but I think to go back uh, to the question, which was, what's the third sort of in the trifecta? Yeah, answer the question real quick. So if we're gonna if we're gonna assume my, that Reddit's dying, which we don't think it is, and Twitter's dying, which I don't think it is either. I think yeah, they both. I think Twitter is. I think Twitter actually yeah. probably is. deteriorating so badly. Yeah. I think it might actually. Yeah. Um, but I think if Facebook isn't dead. Twitter's not dead. No, they're, they're gonna they're gonna be terrible places, but they'll they'll still yeah. be existing. They're terrible places for <laughs> terrible people. But I guess what's like, the next one? Maybe not dead. To me, the, the next, next one, one is, and this is gonna be a hot take, but I feel like Google. I was gonna say this has thing. so has been so proactively destroying their goodwill. Yeah, because like I guess I I still love Google. Like I'm I've been a I've been a Google fanboy since like Back since since Gmail. When Gmail came out, That's I was true, like. Yeah. This is the best thing in the universe, and it's free. Goodbye, right? Hotmail. Goodbye, Hotmail. Yeah. <laughs> and, and goodbye, Microsoft. Honestly, right? Mm-hmm. And and like every cool new and like and and Google's done such a good job of like releasing cool new things, right? The problem is they've also destroyed every one of the cool new things that they have created, right? And and so just just last week they announced that so so. Google domains, like okay, so, registrar for buying, like uh, you know, bscotch.net. butterscotch, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, they just last week announced that they are selling that off to Squarespace, so that's going to become a that's going to be converted into a Squarespace customer base, and like the tool is all going to move over there, right? Interesting. Uh, and that's and like why, Dude, right? It's like this isn't even like an unpopular product that nobody's using. It's like a utility. It's very. It's like that's a utility. A very boring like, utility. Why? And it's so fucking inconvenient <laughs> for everybody once you do that, right? And and then we had their huge round of deeply fucked up impersonal layoffs they did this past yeah. year, right? Where where people literally woke up, didn't know they were fired until they tried to badge in at work and their badges didn't work, right? And there were like lines of people waiting to find out if their badge wouldn't work and like and like and discovering like but looking at their email in the morning that, oh, you're fired now, right? And like in two people in the same household, like husband, wife, two were yeah, Googlers but- for 10 years each, right? Or whatever. And like one of them got fired and the other one didn't. Like, like that Google went from a place where like everybody wanted to work there. And it was seen as this like badge of such honor to become a Google employee. And, mm-hmm. and like Facebook and like other companies used to be the same too, right? And and Google to me felt like the holdout of the one that it still felt like it had that, you know. But as soon it's as they the did product that, itself hadn't gone 
to a point where you were like, this is not good. Like Facebook, right? Where you're like, yeah, I don't want to work bad place. on that. Yeah. yeah. And, and so I think, I think that the reality is that Facebook still makes almost all of its money from ads, right? And over the years, they've tried to diversify to, you know, have a place to go. And they've been really aggressive about cutting stuff they don't think is going to be that thing. And back to the idea of like dropping the bucket, right? Google is an ad printing machine from advertising. Or sorry, it's a money printing machine from advertising. They make so much money off of their ad products, right? That sure, they've got like Google Workspace and this kind of stuff. And they've got all these other things that they have, right? But those cost so much more relative to their ad engine and also make so much less money that it's a drop in the bucket, right? And I think it is true. It's probably true that like there's really no strong uh, business incentive from a pure dumb, like capitalist mindset of like maintaining those products, yeah. right? Except for the fact that people use them, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you remove them, now people are upset and had to do, and honestly had to do a whole bunch of labor. Cause like this is what, cause now I'm like looking at all the labor I have to do to manage the fact that I have to move all my domains somewhere else and all this stuff, right? Uh, and, and they're not keeping up on these products. Like they only very recently started to even tr put any effort into like trying to shore up like the Google drives, you know, suite, right. Mm -hmm. Of stuff to compete with the stuff that like Microsoft is doing. Um, and they're not honestly putting enough effort into it. And so I think what we're going to see is that like Google's doing too bad of a job keeping up with everybody else and simultaneously every opportunity they get destroying it. goodwill with the with their users with uh, every of all their products and now their fucking employee base so i think like that's the next thing where we're going to start seeing that start to circle the drain in an interesting way well, I, I have a different take about the same company kind of for different reasons because mm -hmm. when i think about them discontinuing things i think about telefy 2 mm -hmm. we still maintain it it's still published, mm -hmm. but we always have these conversations like, should we, should we pull the plug should, we, should we, un, should we unpublish it? It's like the people who have it installed will, you know, also be able to play it and stuff until the OS stops supporting it. But, but the idea of like discontinuing support for a thing means like, we're not going it, to, it's just not like relative to everything else that we're doing. It's just a drop in the bucket and, and it's probably actually a loss because if we spend, yeah, it is a loss. you know, if yeah, we spend like is. a day, but it's also it, a small loss. In the same well, way. Well, exactly. That, right? But that's just, that's about proportions, right? Because yeah. like if Google makes, you know, $30 billion from ads and then a million dollars from another product, who is, which is maybe used by a million people at the same time, they're like, yeah, that's nothing. Right. And yeah. they can just, they can just scrap it. So but the, yeah, this thing is it goes both ways, right? It's like, yeah, they can just scrap it because it impacts their bottom line, but they also could just keep it because it doesn't impact their bottom line. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, they could, they yep. could, but you know, they got to, they got to put on a show like they're doing stuff. Right? <laughs> yeah. um, well, they don't, but, but, they don't have to, because they're still Google in the end, you know, like. That's true. But I, but I think uh, my actual concern with Google, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not predicting that they're gonna fall. I just think, yeah, this I don't is think a they're gonna fall. Yeah. This is a, they're too big like to a, just to get destroyed. Yeah, I, like this is, there's a big problem that they have, which is that when when Google first appeared, there were all these other search engines. There was like, you know, Yahoo was the big one, the biggest one, um, and then there was like Alta Vista, and there was AOL. There were all these other Ask things. Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. The original um, chat GPT. And all of those search engines, like they were the best that we had at the time, but they were limited by just like, they just didn't really give you what you wanted. Yeah. You know, like you, you do your search, but the way they prioritized and ranked the sites was not very robust. And you would often have to go through five or 10 pages of 
stuff before you came across something that might be what you needed. And that's also why at that time you had stuff like dig and stumble upon and like all, all these other tools that their whole purpose was to community curate and community source interesting content that search engines wouldn't just basically be able to serve you, right? Yeah. So finding stuff was hard. Finding information was hard. Yep. And Google came in and they were like, we, we've we got a good solution to this problem. And you'd go to their page and it's just a blank white page with so a search simple. box. And they were so confident in their results that you could actually, they, they had a button that just said, I'm feeling lucky. So yeah. you type in your search and you hit that button and it would just send you right to the first page that they Suggest yeah, the first like, so they wouldn't even show you the results. They would just send you straight to the site, and uh, and most of the time that was exactly what you wanted, right? So, so their their whole business model is we are going to give you what you want. Uh, but over time, as more and more ads, uh, or basically as more pressure comes in for them to make more and more money, and as ads get more and more devalued, they have to show more ads in the search results. I gotta scroll and, like halfway down. I feel like now, yeah, and they're the first thing, right? Yeah. And their business model now transitions in, into. We're going to show you what they want you to see first for quite a while. Then we'll give you what you want. And that right? is, that's the core failing of the ad-based business model, right? Which is that- Especially when it comes to search. like, But, but for anything, right? Because if, you're, if your business model is selling ads, right? Then it's literally always at odds with whatever it is that you're doing to get people to bring eyeballs to see those right. ads. People don't want to see ads. People don't want to see just, ads. So that means- <laughs> <laughs> and, and the value for them, like, as keeps going low over time, so you need to show people more and more of them, right? And your product has to be designed, right? It's like, like we talked about in the past, it's free to play, right? It's like your pro your game has to be designed around selling people stuff in your in game store, right? It's it's there's a it's antithetical to like what you're trying to accomplish with the game itself. You can't just have free to play or just have ads in no. your platform. Which yeah, it things have to orient so, around it, yeah. Yeah. So what's kind of a what's kind of like in my mind the the big struggle that Google has to overcome with this is that is that things like ChatGPT have the opposite concept. Yeah. Like you go to ChatGPT and you're like, give me a recipe for chocolate chip cookies, and it ChatGPT doesn't go, well, and you got to scroll past fifteen like banners and bullshit, and then it's like, back when I was a little girl, my mother used to make this. It's like just, <laughs> just give me the just yeah, give me people, the fucking recipe. People make fun of those recipe pages, right? But the reason that they're like that is to sell ads. That's yeah, why they're long and they get they don't get to the point so that you have to scroll past twenty ads, yeah, right? That's the like, whole so fucking so reason. people want to use things like ChatGPT um, to to get their information because it's what they want, and Google has a disincentive to focus their development efforts in driving traffic away from their search and toward things like BARD, like toward toward their new AI stuff. That's because true. everybody everybody who stops using Google search and starts using BARD is a lost pair of eyeballs they for have, advertising. Right? They're painted into so, a bit of a corner as this yeah. young era. So they have to quickly figure out how to start get onto this AI train and do it in a way that isn't directly at odds with their core business model, which it currently 100% is. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how that's going to resolve itself. So yeah. uh, that's, that's my take. Uh, yeah, on the I agree. I think, I think there's a lot going on at the same time. It's this combination of exactly described the ill will they're generating amongst their employees and the ill will they're generating amongst their users who are using their non-ad products, right? Yeah. Um, that I think the net effect of all of this is that Google is going to be, I mean, I still think like we're saying, like they're not going anywhere, but I think yeah. they're going to move from being like 
Google, like with sparkles, you know, like to down to like, I don't think they're going to hit like meta status because like there's a, that's such a fall from grace. I mean, Facebook never was perceived as like a good thing exactly, you know, except maybe in the early days, but the early days were sketchy as fuck too, just in a different way, you know? Um, so they, they were just always gross. It was like the first five years or so though. It was so exciting, you know? Yeah, exactly. It was exciting. After that, after that, it was like, man, things start getting weird. I remember yeah. the turning point for us was when we were getting the company off the ground and we made a Facebook group to uh, yeah. about uh, yeah. and we our had, studio. We had 20,000 followers or something on that. Yeah. yeah. And then at a certain point, they just stopped showing our posts to our followers. And they said, yeah, we'll show we'll show your posts if you pay us. So every time we posted, we would have to pay mm-hmm. per view of our posts. Yep. And we're like, oh, wow, this is useless. <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, uh, you can't then use they, it to grow, then they undermine right? so, to try to destroy democracy. Well, I guess successfully did. There was that. Yeah, to be honest. There was. Yeah. So, 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 so biggest, so biggest. Uh, Google's not going to fall as far as where Meta is. I don't think. But no, no. well, they're going to work towards I mean, closing that gap. I think over the coming anything years. can happen. The world is is descending into AI chaos in the coming years. So who the hell knows? Let's go. Uh, so. All right. Well, that's uh, all the time we have. I hope that some, somewhat answers the question. Uh, We'd like to thank our producers, Fat Bard and Sampa DaCosta, for putting the podcast together. And thanks to our community moderators who keep our Discord running. To get more involved in the Butterscotch community, go to podcast.bscotch.net, where we have links to the Discord, a way for you to donate, and links to the archives. And of course, uh, if you want to help us out, get our get Crashlands 2 rolling, get the hype train rolling, head on over to uh, Steam and be sure to wishlist Crashlands 2. It would help give the game some traction and get some more... Uh, get some more views and we'd appreciate it so thank you very much thank you for listening and we'll see you next week goodbye bye